On the show, Dale's fast run is heating up, so we speak with the Childhood of Cancer Association CEO. Port Adelaide champion Hamish Hartler will not be crossing the divide to Westlakes. And a fan favourite returns to pass or fast. That's all coming up next on another blockbuster edition of the Press Box. Very nice to have your company on another show of the Press Box. Sam Tugwell here. I've got Jack Hudson and Dale Fletcher. No Jace Kim tonight, boys. How are we? Yeah, not bad. Uh, oh, God, oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm back, so everyone's better. <laughs> I'm a bit sore, to, to be honest. Uh, been training uh, quite uh, hard this week. Yeah, so, let's, uh, let's be real. When aren't you sore? Yeah, you're running around every day. No, yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm incredibly sore. You, you running around makes me sore because I hear about it and I'm just like, nah, legs hurt just from hearing I've that. I've seen your training schedule showing actually me about an hour ago. Yes. And it's ridiculous. You've got, like, there's a blo- you've got a block for every single day mm. and like a light session is 15Ks. That's more than the city, the city of Bay every day. Uh, Mate, you're, you're a machine. <laughs> well, well, well I'm, I'm not flying. Just, um, there's more, I'm cl- closer to Forrest Gump pace than Usain Bolt, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I clocked up a few few Ks as well. What, what, what am I up to? About 40-odd this week, so with about another 30-odd yeah. to go. So. Wow. I, I don't know. I must have had a different copy because the one I read is like Monday goes to market, Tuesday stays home, <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday roast beef day. <laughs> Gee, that's a Trevor Marmalade gag. That's, a, that's, that's a, exactly a, it. That's a, that's a good gag. <laughs> I've definitely stolen that one. The old Dean Rioli. Uh, I, I, I do have a funny story and it, it's down for number three, but I'm going to go with yeah. it right now for running because we're talking about it. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm running on uh, Saturday. And uh, I'm running past uh, a jetty, uh, an unnamed jetty, because the person who uh, did this might be listening. Um, so oh. I've run past a jetty where people are fishing. And people are fishing, that's fine. Yeah. So um, 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 it was sort of a pier, not not a jetty, a pier. So okay. I'm going to keep running. And I've got, I got, so I've got a pair of white port footy shorts mm-hmm. and I've got a black singlet and I had got got the hat and the, the sunnies on and the, the headphones and, and whatever so that's a strong look <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fast look trust me um, so, so I'm running along and then this I can see one bloke just mm-hmm. pretty much eyeballed me and I thought oh do, do, do I know nah I don't know them and I kept running towards the people and uh I, I think that this man thought that I couldn't hear oh. what he was saying. So, old mate is, is just come up with, uh, you don't need to run any faster, mate. Just go get the bloody ball in a final, you flog. <laughs> Someone thought, Someone that thought I was a Port Adelaide footballer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what so, you with the grey hair possum on your head. Well, not anymore. <laughs> um, but but I've got a, I had the hat and the sunnies, and I must have looked half decent. I oh. looked like a Port Adelaide footballer. So the jeez. <laughs> Th- thanks to old mate to, who thought that I was a football, thought I was a AFL footballer, but uh, mate, that's uh, <laughs> oh, the, the, the only the only flog there's you. Seriously, <laughs> I'll t- t- tell you what, shit, we've got to have some words out of port if this is the mature age recruit we're yeah. after. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gee whiz. So I was like, oh, so that sort of that sort of uh, sparked me up. So I just feeling good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting. Very so. nice. So next week you're going to roll down with a Sharon as well and just yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> up yours. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he's got the pill now, Bont. <laughs> <laughs> might might take Archie's West Coast Eagles footy and see if he would give me. Grief about that. I don't know. <laughs> just, conf- just confuse him. <laughs> but uh, that was interesting. Yeah, well, you're doing some great things. So later on, we're going to talk to the CEO of the Childhood Cancer Association mm. to talk about your marathon that you're doing and why people should donate to your cause because it's uh, it's going to be a, a pretty big day, your marathon on on Christmas Eve. But we'll, we'll get to that later yes, on the show. I reckon yes. we'll definitely plug a little bit more of that. Mm. Um, it's good to see Jax here because it is only fitting that it is episode 119 of the oh, Press Box, shit. a number that you absolutely <laughs> love. As he goes, he's dropped them. He's dropped the headphones, the mic. Oh. He's out of here. Welcome back. <laughs> what temp- a crock of shit. Temp- temp- well, just to make it better for you, the Crowject have dropped off a 119 oh. shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> the old project, uh, and and of course the Adelaide Mail as well, have put together a fantastic piece of merchandise, which they dropped off for me at the the office today, which I absolutely love. Thank you, Pete, for doing it. Um, the the Go Crom Garden Stakes uh, Guernsey, which is essentially um, the Prison Bar Guernsey, but in crow's colours. You know what? I'm getting the sense already. Those. F- <laughs> <laughs> wow, bastards. Um, um, <laughs> Well, that, that's easy. That's easy, um, Hutto, because you, you need a new rag to wash your car with. Oh, so you're, you're funny. Well, well, you're funny. The hail, yeah. that. The hail well, did do a bit. 119 on the back. That is, and it says Go Chrome. We love that. That's good. That's good gear. Thank yeah, you, Crojack. Yeah, love that. Let me have a look at that for a second. No, you're not no, touching no, it. I just want to look at it. No, 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 you're genuinely not having it. You'll tear it to pieces. <laughs> there is a bin right there that is in within shooting range. You will not go in there. Uh, so thank you to the Crojack. Brilliant. Uh, for 109 episodes. We're, amazing. We've done 119. Yeah. Someone hasn't shut us down yet after three years. <laughs> That's nonsense. That's good. That's good. That's ridiculous. Good and the people are sticking around to listen to it. It's amazing. Thank you for listening. Hey, um, let's get stuck into some hot off the press. There's some news going around on a Wednesday. Yes, uh, I can uh, reveal that uh, Cam Besto, who's a former NBA player, former Chicago Bull, yeah, Cam NBA Besto, will be an Adelaide 36er. Oh, Signed, wow. sealed, on the line. Bang. He is done. In. Wow. Hello. That's fantastic. So, Cam Besto, uh, a 36er. So, that's... Uh, that shores up the the front court uh, very nicely. How, how's yeah. that happened? Uh, came came in for a, a trial last week. Um, uh, was pretty much uh, well to be honest. Uh, he's a, a former boomer. That was on the scrap heap really. Um, he's had terrible run with injuries. He's had uh, two ACLs at the Brisbane Bullets, and then he played in Lithuania for a bit, and then came back last year to play for Brian Gorgian at Illawarra. And uh, only lasted 14 games, um, hurt his hip. So, uh, very injury-prone uh, player. But if the Sixers can get him right, uh, he is uh, a quality, quality uh, centre. And we'll probably play that... Uh, There'll probably be a three-man um, rotation at the uh, four and five spot between Isaac Humphreys, Daniel Johnson and, and Cam Bairstow. Yeah, right. They'll probably play the chunk of the minutes, but... Uh, 
if if Isaac Humphries and Cam Besto are fit for the whole year, then uh, the Sixers will be at the pointy end of the ladder. Wow, Ooh. that's what we like to hear. That's so good. that so how are we how, how are we playing all, um, paying all these players? We've got so many like new players that seem to be like. Why is Adelaide such a destination at the moment for all, all these guys? Uh, well, you got to spend money to make money, really. So uh, there's not really, well, there is no salary cap uh, anymore. So if you go over a certain uh, salary threshold, there, there's a tax. So uh, if if Grant Kelly uh, decides to pay more than what's uh, what's um, on offer, then yep. obviously he pays a tax back to the league that gets um, sent around to, to all the other clubs. So um, uh, 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 clubs have done it um, for years or f- yep. for seasons. So um, if, if that's what it takes to get a championship-winning uh, team on the court, then uh, that's uh, Grant Kelly's <laughs> right to do so. Yeah, right. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, more success for the Sixers is great for everyone. Yep. Yeah, well, they haven't played uh, haven't played in the playoffs for three seasons now. So, uh, Jeez, uh, really? Yeah, so uh, wow. <laughs> title town <laughs> mm. uh, needs to get back into the yeah. end of the playoffs. Well, I remember those, um, I just remember those grand finals at the Adelaide Arena a few years back against Melbourne United and your mm. blokes. And it was just so, it was, it was pumping Adelaide basketball-wise then and it was just fantastic. The, to be in the in the building for those games, and I really want that back. It's been a long time. It felt it's felt like a very long time, even though it's only been a few years. It's felt like a long time since Adelaide has really gotten around a great team. That mm. were Mitch Creek days. Yeah, that's yep. a long time ago. Yeah, Mitch Creek, Nathan Sobey, well, oh, Josh Childress. Childress was in that team. Well, he fell out with injury, but he mm. was yeah. Yep, Matt, Matt Hodgson, now Perth Wildcat. Bit of a golden time. Everyone's gone. Can, yep, very can, different. Can one of our teams win a title? Please. Someone win. The Reds. I'm yes. back in the Reds this summer. They'll be the team. Yeah. They'll be our SA team. Redbacks? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. No. <laughs> Plenty of faith. They're doing some good things. Uh, my, my Adelaide team, that I'm going to put it on record. Yes. W- what's the date? The f- uh, 3rd of November. 3rd of November. Uh, my... Uh, Adelaide team that have the best chance to win the championship are the Lightning. Adelaide Ooh. Lightning. Ooh. Okay. Let's write it down. Okay, we will. Write why? it down. Can we just quickly why? Why? Alana Smith. Alana Smith is uh, in and ready to go. Steph Talbot. Oh. Adelaide Lightning. All right. He's on early. Very much good like things. that. All right, the T- titles are good. Titles yeah, no, are good. I'm happy wherever they come from. We want them. Um, now, some footy stuff before we go any further. Um, some interesting. It really hasn't been much going on. Uh, mm. I mean, the Crows signed Ben Keys during the week, so that's good for them. But I mean, the one move which was always going to be interesting was whether Hamish Hartlett might join the Crows as well. He was offered a position in their Sample Group and also some sort of coaching sort of gear, um, but he turned it down to play in the Sample and incredibly has gone back home to West Adelaide. Thank hey, God. How good's that? Thank God for that. <laughs> God. Jeez. For you guys. Oh. I, I, I saw, I saw uh, Jack Hompton at Crow's Polo uh, this afternoon. Yeah, that unsettled me. And nearly vomited yeah, in my mouth. looked really good. Loved watching Hompty play. He was at his peak. 2014, Hompty was... Elite, but geez, uh, Hammock, uh, what a Westies paint him because I don't think the uh, the, the Crows duel wouldn't have been uh, uh, two and six. Wouldn't have thought. Well, maybe, Jeez, maybe it was Westies and how much you hate the Crows versus playing for the Crows. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, and, and Westies need a few players. Geez, um, there's been more outs and uh, ins at the minute. 
Oh, it's a good inn to have those. At, but, but you're right. <laughs> He's got a whole cap. The whole salary. <laughs> just the whole thing. The whole team's on his shoulders now, literally. Oh, he is just the team. He's going to run out just him on their own. If he manages to win a game, he's singing the song on his own. Westies have had a tough time the last couple of seasons. And particularly, I mean, this season, there was a game where they played Sturt and they scored three behinds. Yeah, didn't score like, For the whole That was a dark time for them. They backed it up well, okay, a week or two after that. But still, it's just one of those. They're a team that you almost felt sorry for at times during the year in the last couple because the success just hasn't been there and you feel like maybe the development isn't quite there or something's missing. There's a few pieces missing, not just one or two. And uh, the coach, Gotchi's doing his absolute hardest to try and you know grow a, a club from, from the bottom to top, but you wonder how long he can last as well. Mm. So, I mean, Hamish Hartlett to that club is a godsend, I reckon, and, and it will be a little bit of a extra, uh, I don't know, extra bit of life for, for fans as well, a bit of extra hope for next year. And in that midfield... Like, he'll play midfield. Like, he played midfield yeah. for the Maggies this year and um, got to watch a lot of him this year do that and change the game mm. just because of that quality and the composure that he has. He, in that midfield, will do a lot of damage. Westies will be a lot better just because of him. Yeah. And they'll be a lot better too because they've got they've got the big fish across the line, mm. and I think the, the the dominoes will fall now. I think that when players are choosing between where to play, uh, to have someone of that quality there, mm. it's like, well, maybe I'll go play with Hammer. I'll go play with Hammer. If there's yeah. five or six players that do that, mm. they've got a core group and uh, can push up the ladder. Yeah, they were on the flag what a few years ago, didn't they? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you never know where it could go from there. But that's a, it's a huge coup for, for West and a huge coup for the Sandfall as well, considering uh, a lot of the uh, players who, I mean, with former AFL experience are starting to drop off a little bit, Ma- most namely, if anything, the Norwood. players in the Norwood, Norwood Football Club. Ten players gone. A lot of them, and about four, or oh, actually I ought to say five or six of them played AFL. Mm. So it, there's so many guys, and that's what gravitates a lot of fans to the Sample games when they're on TV or even just locally because yeah. they, they see names and, and faces that they recognise from, from names of watching the top league. Yeah, it was quite surprising seeing Paul Poopolo um, sign with my local club up in Virginia. <laughs> it was like, Bizarre. Yeah. So there you go. Take me home, country roads. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's uh, what's the major... Who's the major sponsor of Virginia? They must have some... Uh, More, a bit of cash. Unsure. Um, <laughs> is, but, it, is it the nursery? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's probably gone down to the V pub, which is sensational, and had a palmy and he's happy. Like, he'd be mm. set. He's like, I can deal with this. That's the one thing about the Sanford, which we've discussed in the last few weeks, is like the, the difference for players' lifestyles. So you can leave mm. a Sanford system where the pay is starting to drop um, very close to the salary caps, or at least, you know, the pay for personally a lot of those players is, mm. is leveled to what you're going to get in the Hills Leagues where you can get, you know... More. More, if not the same, and you're doing less. Like, yeah. you don't train with... You don't have line coaches telling you what to do. You don't have gym sessions you have to do. You don't have, like, five or six dedicated days you have to go to the club for particular reasons. You just... You're just part of a local club. You can train as many times as you want. Don't, don't matter. You're probably going to pick the ones and you'll get paid. Yeah, you, get, you get pissed on a Thursday night. That's right. Boys selection and then build a local on Saturday. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's more for less. So who would right. want more for less? Seriously. That's the, well. Is it going to hurt? How hard is this going to hurt the sand for? I guess long term. That's my question on that. Well, I think oh, there's a fl- players will pick the lifestyle every time. Yeah, but and and the players will go, and the, these country clubs are getting more professional too. It's not like they're True. they're this really really amateur. They're they're getting professional. So, but professional as in like probably Tuesday, Thursday, and a Saturday. So mm. uh, a player say 
of the ilk of Mitch Grigg or Piopolo or something like that only have to have three days of footy rather than five or six. Mm. And you get probably paid twice as much and probably in a brown paper bag. <laughs> you, so, said, you said it not the yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't us. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Like, why wouldn't you? The others, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I know. That, well, if, if you're going to have uh, such less stringency and you can play with your, uh, you can have time with your family and you can play footy in your spare time. And, and play footy with your mates. And it's completely oh. relaxed. Yeah, that's right. And you can invite mates out and you get to enjoy. Yeah, like it, this is so much upside. Oh. I, f- I feel like it could hurt the sample, but they're going to have to get themselves back to a point because COVID's hurt a lot of different industries and mm. sadly I think Sample's one of them that's been really hit hard well, so the Sample was quite stacked this year because the AFL discards happened so they go into the state league trying to get another chance once you realise you're not getting another chance that's when you go mm, country footy maybe mm. for me oh and the yeah. VFL players couldn't play so they oh. came over here too mm-hmm. so we got some really good talent I, re- I really hope that that's all separated again what a schmozzle that was <laughs> my god Eastern Seaboard team called the VFL yeah yeah that'll stay they'll, they'll just play the whole year so the, 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 there'll be players that'll move uh, to the VFL for sure that, l- that ladder nearly gave me a stroke <laughs> <laughs> there's teams in Queensland and Sydney playing in the VFL. Well, we'll wait till next year when they, they actually they play out the whole season. Oh, it's going to be a shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask about the just before we move on because this is not on the rundown, but it, I found it interesting that next year the AFL are thinking about having I think the first eight to ten rounds locked in, um, mm-hmm. it, like on the fixture, yep. and then the rest of it would be floating. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to dedicate at least the first eight to ten rounds in, yes. you know rock solid fixturing so there's no floating I think that's I mean everyone sort of wins in this the broadcaster mm. wins the fan wins a little bit how do you guys feel about I, it I prefer the fixtures just set in stone for the whole year but you can sort of move on I'm not huge on the floating fixture Like neither am I that's because yeah, like, I thought you were a fan I, I think I was to start with but now I'm starting to realise how much it, it wears on you over time like going back to what it was there's there's some really good stuff in it it's a reason we didn't have a floating fixture to start with because of COVID it was fine because you can't travel interstate for go- yep. away games. If you see, well, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, exactly. If you go say round twenty one, you see Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. Yeah, you want to go MCG. Yeah, sweet. Let's go. Mm. Gets booked on four o'clock on a Sunday. Well, shit. Now I can't go. Yeah, that's right. Because oh, your it's- flight's coming back, and yeah, or something like that. Exactly. So that's why the floating fixture hurts. Like. I love going to away games. It's a scary atmosphere, but it's fun. <laughs> so that's what something I'm very, very much wanting to do again. Um, and I think a lot of people want to as well, like cheer squads. Like you want, you, mm. it's a lot of planning. You want yeah. a lot of organisation. That's going to be hard to do. And I think a lot of people within clubs want to do that. They fix the Thursday night teams. Thank God. Oh yes, this year because oh, that was crap. That was a pain. And just fix this. Just go back to the way it was. And Dale, before like you asked mm. me. I don't like it because I don't... Well, you did like it. No, because I can't plan any more than two to three weeks ahead at any stage in my mm-hmm. life. Mm. Oh, that, that got really difficult. So, for me, just personally, I mean, not, not many other imagine people... Imagine playing in the comp, mate. Yeah, no, that's right. So, there's a lot of families and, and, and people that, you know, don't have an issue with this unless you're a season ticket holder. But for me, I actually had to work every Crows and Port game. 
And so, that was getting extremely frustrating because I had no idea what days I had off. I couldn't plan for a weekend away with my partner or my family or, or, for, or for birthday events or for anything because I just never knew what afternoon I might be free or what night I might be free or mm. might... Like, it was just getting ridiculous. And mm. so, uh, the locked-in fixture, it gives everyone certainty for a whole year, at least. But for the, for the first half of the year, I think it'll be a good start, at least. Mm. I can see the first eight to ten rounds. I get that because then the AFL will work out Correct. Who's, who's good, good. who's bad, yes. and then they'll... Uh, Move on for the next half because of that. So much upside to that too, because then you kind of get the locked in second half too, yeah. with a little bit of you know acceptance from the broadcaster of okay, we're not going to have Carlton play you know the Crows on a Friday night accidentally in round twenty three because that's just sort of what we thought might have been okay at the start of the year. Mm. The last round I find fine. The last round's okay because like you're trying to structure around the yeah. finals, trying to do breaks. That. Yeah, fine. if they do it as in they release the first part and then about three weeks before the whole lot then they release the rest aside from round 23 that'd be good mm. that'd be good that way so Come then on. you can plan the rest of the season because yeah. no team's all of a sudden going to become world beaters in round 8 really unless you're Brisbane in 01 <laughs> <laughs> and you'd think uh, the AFL would want to lock it in a bit further in advance because you'd think that uh, the flights would be a bit cheaper to book oh. you'd think wouldn't you? How about group, your major sponsor in Virgin? Yeah, group, yeah. group bookings. You know, I'd want a group booking of uh, 22. Right, okay. It'd be a bit cheaper three months in advance than three days. Mm. Surely. Yes, very true. Very true. Come on. No. Come on. I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of upside of things uh, moving in that direction. COVID's just, uh, I think everyone's had enough of having to deal with a pandemic. Nah, hundred, <laughs> round one, Thursday night, 100,000. Lock it in. Richmond v Carlton. Lock it in. Uh, now, before we go any further, uh, last week we debuted a segment when I received a, uh, a, a anonymous package in the mail <gasps> with a CD. No, no, yes, I that's right. I got away with it. The CD with the sales CD? media radio course demo and we played a couple of minutes yeah. last week. We got another piece for oh, you this week yes. and it is so good. Oh, no, it is. It's me. You do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, well, what am I going to say? Well, you're, you're oh, no, a, it's not good. You're no, a fast. It only gets better because he tries doing an advertisement today. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I want you to I want to know whether or not you actually want to purchase it after he's tried to sell it to you in this advertisement. Put it back in the put the VCR in the Here we go. VCR. That's what it sounds like, isn't it? MTCFM 97.3, the best of the 80s, 90s and new stuff. And that was Mandy Moore, Crush, and REM with Take. It's looking mighty fine for Adelaide tomorrow, going for a top of 19 degrees. Currently it's 15 in the city. Now make sure you look in tomorrow's advertiser and you'll find the Steel Viking Spring Catalogue. So get your copy for great value on the huge range of Steel and Viking products, like Viking Blower Vax from $165 and Line Trimmers from only $230. All Steel and Viking products come with a free first service plus extended warranty option. For your nearest steel specialist dealer, call 131197. Steel, often copied, never bettered. (laughs) (laughs) C180, best value luxury car. Test drive one today. Ahead in MTCFM news and information, Port Adelaide keep their position on top of the AFL ladder with a nail-biting victory over the Swans. Details at 5 o'clock on the station where news matters, MTCFM 97.3.
MTC FM 97.3, the best of the 80s, 90s and new stuff. Dale Fletcher with you on this Monday afternoon and that was Anastasia with One Day in Your Life. More music next hour with former Spice Girl Emma Bunton, Top Loader and Shakira's gonna shake her belly button. (laughs) And that's where we'll leave it this week. Dale... That is the best. Tuggers, I commend you because that is the best. You literally saved the best till last. Dale. You cut it up wrong because Shakira's got to shake her belly button. What were you thinking? What is that? He's in stitches. Look at him. He says, Do you remember doing that? I don't remember saying that. You said that in the most just like straight there. And Shakira's going to shake her belly button. Mate, you sound like the creepiest, like, DJ. Look at you! I've never seen you laugh so much. I can hard. imagine. Imagine you sitting in a I'm sitting in a nightclub, just um, commentating what's going on. And Shakira's going to shake her belly <laughs> button. Look at her go! It. He's so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no, this is this is funny. Oh, oh, isn't it? Who's that? That's good. That's good gear. Would you do that in 2021? Would you do that again? <laughs> Is that oh, how you do I said, it? I said like... Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. I'm going to re-record the whole thing. Oh, that's excellent. We're um, going to record the whole thing and you're going to say that again. We just go back to the Tizer promo. I was like, hang on, was this recorded last week? That's right. <laughs> so, by the way, are you sold by the still? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, in the Never bar, bettered. No, I need it. Still never bettered. <laughs> What, what, what was that? I was, um, it was outdoor vacuum cleaners. Oh, I don't That's even what, care. I actually need one, so yes. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get them for that price, eh? <laughs> it was 165 bucks 20 years ago. Imagine yeah. how much they are now. Yeah. It'd be five grand. <laughs> Tell you what. I, I'm, so, what was it at the end? Top loader? Who else? Top loader? Oh, oh that was Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. I was like, hang on, were you picking these songs? No. Oh. No, that, that that was part of the um uh part of the uh, the court well the the exam really was yep. the you had to adapt so it was like okay here's the live read right in front of you yeah oh so you, you there incorporate was, it this could, into could have been a bit. random thing yep. and it's like okay and then it was up on the well tuggers will know it was up on the on the monitor there and all the songs would get loaded yep. in one by one and you had to it could have been this it could have been, so you had to adapt oh really. Dear Jeez. God. That's yeah. a lot harder than normal because usually it's just there in front of you and you get to plan for it. Mm. That's sort of what FM radio is a bit about, but anyway, so, very different. R.E.M., Anastasia. <laughs> Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. <laughs> Emma and, Bunton. Yeah. And Shakira shaking her belly button. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the 80s, 90s and new, new stuff. stuff. New, yeah. new stuff. The yeah. new stuff. New stuff. New stuff. <laughs> like Kylie Minogue. <laughs> It wasn't you. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, Sensational time. Great time to be alive. Wow. Well, ah. there's one more clip to play next oh, week. Oh. And <laughs> it's the last one, thankfully, for you. And I think Dale gets into the newsroom next week. Oh, hello. Yeah, so a little bit of a news reading Dale Fletcher next week. Yes. Yeah, well. <laughs> Top of the hour. <laughs> And I can't wait for us to replicate this. We will we, we, we'll, we'll re-script and redo it. And re-script. You, I'll, 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 no, that's right. We'll write, we'll write, that's right. We'll yeah. write it out and we'll, we'll get you to read it again. 
Well, oh. you, you could you could piece it all together, and we could play the songs in full, and we could have the whole hour. Absolutely not. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm so okay. I'm still curious as to who who has stitched you up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Somebody know. sent this in, I and really I st- th- it's, it's it's sensational. All right, now, as I said, someone's clearly listened to it, hello, and went, "Gee, the hell should be on five double A and just send it to Tuggers." Oh. It's time to get into this, thank God, because Dale has a very big uh, challenge ahead of him. Christmas Eve, 5am, around the lakes of West Lakes. He's shaking his belly button. (laughs) Officially launched this week, it's Dale's Fast Run Marathon of 2021, replacing uh, the Citadel Bay. Which was cancelled. It was, so yeah. Which is a farce. <laughs> it is a farce. So instead of running 12 kilometres, I thought, oh, I'll just run 42. So this is brilliant. If you want to get online, you certainly can now head mm. to our uh, GoFundMe page, which Dale has very well set up now that Jace remembered the password, which was a huge yes. success over the yeah. weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> you need to do one thing in the past seven days and, oh, 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 and passed. Oh, oh, oh. And he did it well. Um, so we managed to get in. We've changed it all up. And now we can rebrand and, and start our campaign for the Childhood Cancer Association, which we were meaning to do about two, three months ago, and it's finally starting now. Yes. So, looking forward to this. And Dale, mm. so far, a couple of contributions on the on the fundraiser, but we'd love for you to continue to donate. And I hope I hope our next guest, anyway, who we've welcomed in the studio, can help you with any reasons behind wanting to donate towards Dale's cause because it is an amazing. Um, service that these people provide the childhood cancer association they support services for kids with cancer and their families as well um so today we've welcomed in the ceo um kath o'loughlin here onto the press box kath Welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Kath, it's great to have you with us because you have you run a very, very special organisation and I couldn't be more impressed with the, the work that you guys do considering the numbers that you work with. 400 families and you have such little staff. Uh, yeah, it is It is quite a big number. So we've actually got three psychologists and one part-time admin person. And uh, between them, they provide a range of 30 support services, as you said, to over 400 families. So those guys, uh, they're kept pretty busy. How do you juggle such a huge amount of uh, jobs when you have such little staff? I mean, eight, eight to nine part-time staff, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's, there's nine of us all up. So three actually are full-time. But wow. yeah, the other six are all part time, and um, I guess yeah, very good at time management. And um, a lot of the team put in uh, extra hours, so they really volunteer on top of all the um, the actual you know the paid work that they do. Otherwise, it just wouldn't get done. So what what was some of the um, stuff that you do for for these families because they're so massively affected? And my wife is a is a nurse, a pediatric nurse, so I know okay. I, I've, I know some of the stories. So uh, how, how does the how does the foundation uh, support those families in need? So we really focus in in, in three areas, um, and the biggest would be in providing um, support around mental health. So the the three psychologists uh, do a lot of counselling, um, and they provide the counselling to the entire family. So it's not just the child that's diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Uh, we'll look after the parents, the grandparents, the siblings, and anyone who might be in a in a carer role. Um, and so there's one on one counselling. We're now doing quite a lot with telehealth as a result of of COVID. 
um, and we do group counselling. So we provide um, uh, work for siblings, uh, programs for as grandparents as well. Uh, and then we do some um, support work in the education space. So um, for a lot of kids, uh, when they're finished treatment, there's quite a gap between the time they leave hospital, but they're still well enough uh, to actually go back to school um, mm. because of their um, low immune systems. Um, so we arrange for like a tutor to go out to their home. And the idea there is to make sure those kids don't actually end up falling behind a year because of their cancer treatment. So uh, that program works, works really well. Um, and we've had great success in making uh, sure most of the kids actually do get back to their to their um, to their year that they were in to start with um, and the other thing we do is um, we provide accommodation so that's predominantly for country families um, they could relo- relocate to Adelaide for anything up to a year when mm. they've got a, a, a child um, being treated at the Women's and Children's. So we've got four units out at Prospect and they're set up so that basically families can just arrive with their suitcase, unpack, and they're good to go. And all of those services um, we provide free of charge uh, so that um, well, it's not adding yeah. to the sort of the financial burden that many families might face uh, find themselves in. Now, I complained twice that COVID had quashed my marathon dream twice, but how, how is, <laughs> and everyone's got their own COVID story, but how, how has COVID affected um, the foundation? Because there's a whole heap of, or City to Bay, for example, mm. there's something, a uh, massive event that uh, people raise money for that can't raise any money for it. Uh, well, that's that's been, I guess, a, a big challenge for, for so many not-for-profits. Um, and, um, you know, planning is really difficult because obviously, um, you know, we invest a lot of time in something like the City to Bay. We had a lot of families that were actually wanting to run the City to Bay in, in memory of, of loved ones. So mm. it's really important to them. It's not sort of just a competitive race. And, um, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot, I guess, behind that. And um, what we have tried to do, I guess, is, is focus where we can on events that are less likely to be impacted by COVID. So we've run a few things internally this year because, mm. um, yeah, we, none of us really know where we're going to end no. up, do we? Mm. And um, But, you know, City to Bay, you know, we've been doing City to Bay for more than 15 years. And so mm. we have a lot of regulars that, that support us. It's a great fundraising um, activity. And I guess what we tried to do was, was when they said they were going to cancel it, is we said, well, why don't you just do the City to Bay your way? So. Mm. Mm. We can't have the the physical race, so let's try and look at it from a virtual point of view, mm. and you know get people involved doing their own thing, such as maybe you know a marathon. <laughs> I might have taken it to the next level. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't what... know. Have you got any company yet? <laughs> no, no, no. Which okay. probably is a good reason why I may have uh, <laughs> just might just might have a little bit of stupidity in me. But anyway, well, that's what I was going to ask as well. So, how many people have been like Dale that have taken up? something else to try and raise funds for the oh uh, we've had uh, we've had really overwhelming response um, as I said particularly families because they are very very committed so we are about uh, 75% towards our, our target of $20,000 so which is which is fantastic and that's really been because as I say people have an emotional investment mm. beyond the actual race itself um, while it's disappointing they can't do mm. that they're finding other ways to I guess encourage people to, to fundraise and, and help us you know keep going Speaking of fundraising that's something you guys do a lot of because you don't get any government funding and that's I think a key part of the organisation is how well you're able to make money uh, to support the services that you provide 
How much do you require every year in order to put forward the amount of accommodation that you were talking about, which is an expensive thing, the amount of uh, educational services, the counselling itself, your staff? Like, there's a lot of things there that need to be paid for. How do you, yeah. How much do you require? So, we need to raise $1.2 million every year. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I know. That's what I think as well. Mm. It's a, <laughs> it is a big number. Um, but we have a fantastic board and um, we have, I guess, an increasing band of regular supporters and more businesses that are seeming to uh, wanting to want to get involved and give back to the community and I think if you know one of the upsides perhaps coming out of COVID is has been the the reaction from um, particularly business groups who are thinking well you know, maybe maybe we could do something to give back and that's good for us, it's good for our business, it's mm-hmm. good for our team and obviously it's great for organisations like the Childhood Cancer Association. Yeah. So we've seen a, a lot more, I suppose, broader support and I think um, that's had, yeah, as I say, that's really um, an upside for us coming out of COVID. Well, my my plan is uh, $10,000. $10, Let's get there. Oh, Let's get there. wow. That, that, that is my plan. fantastic. Yeah, well, don't hold me to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, mo- most people ask, uh, "Well, are you going to raise ten thousand dollars? What 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 would what would say ten thousand mm. dollars mean to the foundation, or how would that be spent?" Um, I guess the the answer to that, with thirty services, there's lots of different ways that we could spend yeah. it. But yep. um, the first example that would come to mind would be that would take us very close to providing like 365 nights of accommodation for country families wow. because yeah. um, best perspective for it. yeah and um, you know we were talking before I guess about fundraising I guess the other side to the fundraising with um, businesses is we've seen many businesses um, provide us with in-kind support as well as the actual dollars and so that then helps to reduce some of our costs so for things mm. like the accommodation um, we've got organisations that have um, you know telcos that have given us um, free internet and um <laughs> Uh, we've got another uh, local organisation and they pay for all the cleaning services Mm -hmm. and obviously our costs have gone up um, with a lot of the support that we provide because we have to do a whole lot of extra cleaning with the accommodation. And yeah, we've had, you know... um, uh, businesses come along and say, well, we'll donate all of that to you. So that's actually reducing our costs as well. So, um, yeah, uh, that helps. Uh, but, yeah, $1.2 million is a really mm. big challenge for us. And, um, uh, yeah, we but we'll, we'll do it because, you know, you have to. What are some of the biggest challenges you face as an organisation? The biggest challenge that we face is the fundraising side of it. Yep. Because if we get the fundraising then we've got a great team and we've got really good systems. Uh, We're in a great location. We're across the road from the Women's and Children's Hospital, so we're really um, easily accessible to all the families. So we've, we've... all set up really well for that sort of service delivery and for that support for those 400 plus families but we just have to be able to fund it yeah and uh, so that is a big challenge for I, us i ask purely because I, I can only imagine how tough it is to keep up such a service when if one day for, for some bizarre reason your organization was to fall over or cease you know there is nothing out there like what you guys do. And it, it, there's so many families that would require what you guys provide. You know, what would happen if the, the organisation wasn't to be like, how much of an impact does that's that a, have on South Australians? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, and um, for I guess for so many families, 
when we do a lot of practical stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but we also provide families, um, and this is the feedback we've had from them, with with hope. And, and they sort of see us as not so much an organisation, but as a group of people that really um, wrap our arms around them to help them get through what is, you know, the most challenging time in, in their lives. So um, I just wouldn't like to think what would happen if, uh, for whatever reason, we couldn't mm do what we do because as you say there's there's no fallback there's no alternative mm. so there's no one else providing that educational support and you can't actually get the, the that mental health support there is there's a limited amount available through the public sector mm. um, but I think it's I think it's capped after 12 sessions um, and you know we're supporting people over years um, and with without sort of any caps so yeah you're right there, there aren't alternatives and uh um, that's why we make sure that we just get the 1.2 every year so it's we almost, keep on doing it. It's almost like a forgotten side of, you know, when anybody gets cancer, you think about the medical side and the costs. But, yeah, yeah the, the mental and emotional side that mm. families take on and like that that is something, the amazing side of the Childhood Cancer Association, which we should be, you know, incredibly proud of that we have them here in our state. Yeah, there's, it's more than just the, the, the unfortunate child that gets diagnosed. It's mm. so much mm. more than that, just the... Oh, and it's unbelievable. And, well, I guess the way we've evolved is is very much in response to those needs that families themselves mm. have identified. Mm. And we've just looked and thought, well, you know, is there a need that, that we can fill? Is there a gap? No one else is filling it. So we're really careful so we don't end up duplicating services, yeah. which um, I think is really important because if you're going to be supporting an organisation, you don't want the money to be wasted. Mm. And so, yeah, we're always careful we don't duplicate anything. So, yeah, wherever there's a gap, and we can, we fill it, and that's kind of how we've got to the point where we deliver, th- you know, thirty services, mm. which is, which is, yeah, it, it is a lot, but they're all gaps, and they all need to be filled. Bit of positivity. J- Jack Hudson's favourite uh, man is Travis Boak. Mm. Oh, well, you're not alone, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Love Travis. You're uh, not alone. <laughs> what's the what's the what's the Travis Boak effect been on the foundation? Oh, look, Travis has just been incredible. Um, uh, he was introduced to us 11 years ago by the then Governor of South Australia, Kevin Scares. So before he was captain of Port Adelaide mm. and the Governor said, I think I think this you know young footballer would make a really great ambassador and by the way, I think he's going to be the next captain of Port Adelaide. <laughs> I'm like... Not bad. Good job. Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so anyway, so he became our ambassador and Kevin Scares was right. He did yeah. become the, um, mm-hmm. the next captain. But um, Travis has been fantastic because he... I think the only time he's ever said no to us is because he's literally out playing football or he's training to play football. (laughs) So he's given up an enormous amount of time. He, until COVID, would go to the hospital Mm. um, every second week and he would actually go into the hospital and just hang out with the kids in the ward. And it wouldn't matter whether the kids were diehard Crows fan or the parents were Crows fans, didn't matter who they supported. Uh, He's he's sort of great at connecting with people. Mm. And so... um, you know, I've heard people say it before, like the ward would literally light up because mm. Travis had, had walked in. So he's been fantastic for families and he's connected with a lot of families over the years. Um, he's been great for awareness. Um, I think when he re-signed his contract in the early days, he called the press conference and said, I wanted it at the Childhood Cancer Association's mm. office and we didn't know what had hit us. Like, I mean, it was just <laughs> cameras and mics and it was, you know, crazy. But that was his opportunity to raise awareness about us. And so he's always taken opportunities to help out, be very proactive. Um, he's been, you know, the face of so many fundraising campaigns. Uh, you'd know, like, his, um, you know, he's got 
great sort of uh, influence in the social media space. Mm. So we sort of say, look, you know, we're running this uh, fundraising program. Could you send something out on your socials? And, you know, bang, you know, we ran a raffle and all of a sudden mm. we're selling tickets left, right <laughs> and centre. So he's, he's helped in all those sort of different ways from supporting families, fundraising awareness. I mean, he introduced us to the Port Adelaide Football Club. So we have been a charity partner of the club yep. for, I think it's almost eight years. Um, wow. And there's not many, you know, not for profits that, mm. you know, get to be uh, picked up by a, an AFL club like that. So, mm. yeah, mm. very grateful to Travis. And he's, yeah, he's such a lovely bloke. So, so surely travel send, send out our link to <laughs> come to a lap with me, Trav. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. a bit of preseason. Absolutely, I'm sure yeah. he will. That's right. Well, you've yeah. been this this place for now twelve years. It's an amazing mm. place. Can you tell us how far it's grown in your time there? Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm very lucky. Uh, I think I'm you know one of those people that's got the job that they love. I remember starting thinking this is really my dream job, and mm. twelve years later, it's still my dream job. Wow. It's yeah. yeah, I really love it, and um, yeah, it's changed a lot. Uh, it was a lot smaller when I first started, and. Um, in the early days, we were more about p- providing peer support. So we had a lot of families prov- helping other families, which was really good. But we've shifted quite a lot so that now all of the support that we provide is by counsellors, by our psychologists. So everything's evidence-based. Um, and that's, yeah, that's probably been one of the biggest shifts mm. over the, over time. And um We've had lots of opportunities, I guess, just to improve. And I feel like, yeah, we've spent 12 years and we keep doing it. Like we're an organisation that is very much about continuous learning. We want to be best practice. And, um, yeah, we've we've grown, sort of got a whole ambassador program, which we didn't have. And, yeah, new partners. And it's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been fascinating. And it's, uh, it's an organisation that, yeah, is... is just yeah it's a great team of people who mm. are, are, like me they just they love what they're doing mm. um so it makes it very easy to get to work and and do what we need to do well i was fired up to run um before but now i'm <laughs> super, extra fired, I'm up super fired up that's oh, right oh, off you go now. i can run now i can do it now i can do it now that's, i'm i'm fired up oh, it's, no, look, it's, it's fantastic as i say we're, we're very fortunate to have you know people like you who do get fired up and think okay i'm actually going to do it i'm really mm. going to do it so, so thank you. Sometimes people do have crazy ideas when they do fundraisers. What's, yeah. What's probably one of the craziest oh. ones that you've seen? <laughs> or had to say no to. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've actually had to say, oh, I, we, yeah, no, there's probably one example, but I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of intrigued one now. Of the, one of the craziest, uh, well, maybe it's maybe not so crazy, but it was different. We had a... Um, uh, a lovely guy contact us. Um, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness mm-hmm. Month, yep. and so a lot of businesses sometimes, you know, donate proceeds during that month. And so um, he he was happy to donate proceeds from every tattoo that he did during the oh, month. But I don't think wicked. he actually did any with our logo on it. But <laughs> wow. um, it was just unusual, a bit different. <laughs> it is different. Um, That's great. <laughs> and look, we had a group of people. Um, this was probably one of the events that was just. It was so much fun. It was called the 
Outback Posties. And uh, it was a group of guys and they came up with these bizarre rules. You had to buy an old Australia Post um, old posty bike, bike yeah. an old posty oh, bike nice. that barely worked. And then they would tear around the Flinders Ranges for about four yeah. or five days. Oh. And, yeah, they had a lot of fun and do the fundraising yeah. and then stop at all the pubs along the way. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, and then the the highlight for them on the last night, one of the um, one of the guys, he um, after perhaps one or two beers, I think, um, <laughs> he would put on his mankini oh, no. and sort of take oh. off down the main street, and um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they had a lot of fun. So there's but there's been oh, there's been so many over uh, over, and and you know we've had events. We've got one coming up on Sunday, which mm. started off. Really, really small, and it's called the Onca Stomper Fishing Compa, oh. and it's Ooh. obviously a fishing competition. And it started off uh, a great guy, Mark Mills, and a couple of his mates raised a few hundred dollars. And last year, Mark's still doing it. It was the fifteenth year, and he raised wow. over fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, there's, you know, it's a fishing competition. It's yeah. So it takes all sorts, and we're so fortunate that we have so many different people that are, yeah, really interested in helping out. And doing things like a marathon. Well, let's hope <laughs> yeah. the Dale can grow this marathon into something. Come on, humongous. Please, like, just yeah, yeah. Come on. Well, ten thousand dollars—that's a fantastic target. It's, and obviously, we will do yes, whatever we can to help you get there. Let's, well, even Jack will wear a mankini if we get the. Oh, 10, please, no, mankini. Please, <laughs> no. Mankini. That's one way to get people to fundraise. So I stop wearing it. That's right. Exactly you can right. Do the reverse. That's yeah, right. I promise stop. not to wear one. Well, well Dale, if you I hope donate. You got, you're going around West Lakes. I hope it's not a fishing comp for us to get you out of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't actually yeah. fish on parts of that. Oh, you can't. No, you can't. No. Yes. No. yes. Um, well, <laughs> I'm glad we got out of that way. Thank you so much for coming in, though, Kath. This is a, a wonderful and hopefully a, a great partnership to come over years and years because we love to think that Dale oh, can not so. just do this once but many more times. And if the Cedar Bay comes back, we can, we can really grow Dale's looking absolutely thrilled about this idea. No, it'll, it'll, it'll <laughs> downsize. Let me finish once. Let's, let's downsize <laughs> yes. to the Cedar Bay after that. It's only 12Ks for you. Oh. Oh. I'll be a walk oh, in the park. That's ex- exactly what I mean. So there should be plenty more opportunities for us to work together. But this is this is a great opportunity, Christmas Eve. And if anybody wants any more information, you can head to your website. I've seen some great videos, some great information, mm. backstories, um, uh, just journeys and experiences people have mm. gone through working with you as well. And they are incredibly inspirational. So thank you for coming in. Kath uh, O'Loughlin from the Childhood Cancer Association. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it's you. been fun. Kath O'Loughlin, wonderful to have her on the show. Boys. Um, lots and lots of prep for Dale, but yes. I think you're uh, you you'll do this really well. You're training well. You're looking good, but you're not breaking down yet. <laughs> yet. No, as I said before, I I want to run the, run it now. I'm pumped up. I'm well. inspired. But but I've got uh, not that I'm counting. Uh, Twenty fifty one days. Very good. We keep we'll keep counting down because it's. It's getting nearer and nearer. It is heating up. It is time for this, though. Takes. Well, it's another week of shit takes, which is uh, no debates of chips this week, boys. Um, Why? Well, because there's a new debate, and that is... Flavor milk again, but oh. there are there are new challenges flavored in town. There no, f- no, we've never, fl- never done flavored milk. Yes, we have. We absolutely uh, have. I don't know if we have. I don't really care. <laughs> Gee, what are we about to do? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> so there's, there's only one flavor anyway. What's that? Chocolate? Is it coffee? Ice coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fuix definitely up there. Yes, mm-hmm. it, they're all good. Yeah. 
Right, but there is a new challenger for the best ones. Now, I think it's a joint in WA have come back. Yes. They used to do the old super shakes. Do you remember those, the old honeycomb mm, super shakes? They no. had to really shake it. You had to really oh, shake yeah, them. Yeah. They were the best. Violet, yeah. Violet Crumble? Didn't nah. they have Violet Crumble? No, nah, Violet Crumble's that was different Bickford's, again. Bickford's oh, Violet right. Crumble. So, I can't remember what these guys are called, but they're okay. amazing. So, they've come back in a different style oh. of form, and they've got different flavours. So, I thought the Hokey Pokey one released, I think it was Dairy Farmers that they've done, has been incredible. I had right. that, had knocked off Honeycomb and Banana and everything. That was number one. Oh, wow. For the first time in God knows how many We should have brought it in. I haven't, I yeah, haven't I, seen I, this. I, I, What's a Hokey I, I, Pokey? I will. No. Good. Do it. I will bring it in next week. Great. Um, Do you drink it, then you turn around? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 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 you deserve every bit of that silence. Um, but they do this one. It's called Gold, and it's like caramel flavored oh. milk drink. Oh, that could and be good. it is incredible. Why don't they yeah, just right. call it caramel? No, because it'd be Cadbury. Because there's something, something legal issue <laughs> oh. that may happen. So yeah, nice. Obviously, you blokes can't judge. But next week we will. Yeah, let's bring them in. That. I'll bring them. We'll in. trial them. Yep, trial them. We'll have glasses each or a <laughs> mug. Can I throw Ooh. into the mix something that um, Leith Forest, who I work very closely with each day here, um, has been trialling the Zupa Dupa milks. Yeah, look, it wasn't huge on the bubble gum. Bubble gum was a bit yeah. <laughs> Have you tried what does everything? What taste like? Have you, have you tried great. everything? Uh, no, just milk drinks. <laughs> um, Spends his days just trying milk, milk, milk drinks. Milk drink kind of sewer. Um, we tried the, because um, in the office we had- we were Super trying duper milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. super duper flavor. shit out. Yeah, that couldn't be any good. I don't reckon it'd be any the, good. The, the, the bubblegum one isn't great, because it was actually a, does taste like super There was duper. an oak uh, lime milk that they tried good. as well. Good, good. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a bit odd, like- you had it's a glass of, yeah, green milk. Mm. Didn't feel right drinking that, but it didn't taste bad. Did you never have, like, lime topping when you were a kid? Like, they used to- Oh, not in- like- No, not with milk. Like, ice cream? Uh, no. Oh, I only had, like, the lime um, cordial. Yeah, oh, everyone had lime cordial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I never had it You never lived. Yeah, that's right. I'd never done it in milk. But Coddy's used to do, like, the glass topping bottles, like they used to have oh, the chocolate- yeah, the yeah. strawberry ones. And then they had a lime one, which- we got once every blue moon and hmm. it was incredible yeah right so there are different ones out there lime's very good but I will bring in hokey pokey and the gold next week okay the delayed shit takes yes delayed shit takes because we do teaser. love teaser yeah teaser shit takes nice now, um, Disney plus um, got all the Simpsons on there <laughs> yes now the best Simpsons episodes oh. are the ones with Sideshow Bob in them oh that's not a bad call mm. Not a bad call. It's and tough, also- though, because there's, like, a collection of mm. episodes. There's also very much a collection of the Halloween specials, which I highly rate. Oh, Treehouse of Horrors are incredible. Yeah, like, yep. they are they are massively uh, up there as some of the best. But, uh, yeah, I reckon if you're just talking regular mm. episodes. Yeah, Sideshow Bob ones are good. I have Cape so- Fear as number one. Ooh. I couldn't, tell you the, I couldn't tell you the names of them. No, Hello, Sorry. Mr. Thompson. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're, you're saying Sideshow side Bob's your favourite character. That's pretty much... Well, him and Mr. Burns are my favourites. Oh. Mr. Burns is... This reminds me of that fat man I used to ride to work. Dale, <laughs> 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 you a Simpsons man? I am, yes. Who's your favourite character? Well, well, besides Bart. Everyone was Bart. Nah, mine wasn't. Who was yours? Oh, Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah right. Um, the old bird had Mo. That was her favourite. I just loved Homer. Homer was the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just could never get enough, and I still can't get enough of him. It's just so does funny. Some, does, some, does some dumb <laughs> shit. It's just dumb ass stuff. It's just so good. So good. Yeah. Oh, oh. 
Nah, nah. They're, they're all as good as one another. They are, they're, 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 it, it all yeah, works. I can't really pick one. Mm. Nah. Okay. You can't, no. What do you mean you can't pick one? This is, no, this is no fence-sitting crap, <laughs> Dale. Get the splinters out of your backside and pick a character. Uh, ooh, tough. I'll go with... Oh, you got to go. Flanders. <laughs> Niche. <laughs> I don't mind that. No. The, yeah, there are some good ones with uh, with Flanders and his family when yeah. they go in depth with his family and how like Flanders. you think that he's this perfectly like uh, Christian family, but there's just so much messed up stuff going on. I don't on. know if I like Flanders or I'd like Homer saying Flanders the best. <laughs> it's e- either or. Howdy, neighborino. What, what does he say? No, no. Shut when up, when Flanders, Homer yeah. <laughs> stupid sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are we, how many shit takes we got left? Uh, we got one more. One more. Cheesecake is the best cake. Yes, it is. Yes. Oh, that and pavlova equal. What? Equal Hang top. On. Okay, you yep. lost me with the pavlova because pavlova is not a cake for a start. And pavlova is shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Pav- pavlova is elite disgrace. We we actually what? agree on a shit take. What? You guys should be deported from this country. No. Okay. Where, where, where's Pavlova not exist? Let's go there. Oh, <laughs> Australia and New Zealand own the Pavlova. <laughs> Pavlova is shit ass, mate. You guys should leave. It's that is ass. the greatest stuff. It tastes ever. like foam. It just tastes like you're eating a ceiling. <laughs> A ceiling. Have, you, eat, have you eaten a ceiling? It's like a ceiling with kiwi fruit and a bit of cream. Mate, it tastes good. It's shit ass. Yeah, right. No, crap. No, you guys so, are another no, 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 Australian as I've ever heard. There's chocolate mud cake and, it's, and then the rest. No, no, no. cheesecakes are elite. No. <laughs> simple, simple Woolies chocolate mud cake. Exactly. <laughs> that is very good. They are good, but cheesecakes are che- way cheesecake better. Cheesecake the best. What particular yeah. cheesecake? I don't well, mind the New York ones. Oh, they're good. Yeah, I like when there's like a little bit of berry through it. Berry? Yeah, so you oh. get like a regular, you know, the New York cheesecake Berries style. Berries ruin cakes at the end. Oh, it doesn't sure. matter what cake. Dale I'm, I'm with Dale, Dale like again. So I'm with Dale again. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lemon cheesecake sort of guy, strawberry yep. cheesecake on top. Yep. But when you get into the blueberry shit, just... Okay. Piss it off. The, 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 I've got a bad story about cake. So I wanted a chocolate <laughs> cake for my 21st birthday. And it was open. It was looked like a chocolate cake. Oh. Right? <laughs> I cut a slice, and in the middle was cream and strawberries. That mm-hmm. ruined the whole thing. I didn't eat one slice of it. <laughs> Ungrateful child. <laughs> I wanted a chocolate cake, not a chocolate on the outside with strawberries and cream and rubbish in the middle. I'll say again, ungrateful child. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to keep on the subject of the 21st cakes. Everyone else had a go, slice, that's fine. <laughs> before we go to parcel fast, Nick, 21st cakes. Yeah. So... When I was younger, loved the Teletubbies, as most kids yep. my age did. Good show. <laughs> oh, no. My favourite was Poe. The red one, because <laughs> yes. a bit off with the fairies, like the rest of them, but he was, he was the space cadet. Right. So, we got this big-ass Poe cake, like mum had ordered yep. it. And I tell you what, look on that Poe's face, because that cake was off with the fairies. That thing had seen some <laughs> shit. <laughs> that, that was Poe as if it was a meme. I will show you boys a photo, mm. live reaction next week once I find oh, it. Great. put it on socials. Because that thing... Did was, you did you eat its face off? Um, we ate it, but as they were trying to carry it, it sort of started splitting. So oh. it was an absolute posaster. Oh, boy. All right. So next week, the photo of Poe and the cake and some flavoured milk for the boys. Ooh, that was shit combo. takes for a week. What a combo. 
Yeah, well, I had two weeks to make up for. What a- you blokes had the, who were the best chips in Adelaide. I'm going to chip in quickly. <laughs> the joint down semaphore. Don't know what they're called. Black Rooster. No, no, no. no. Semaphore Road. Oh, Cross from what? Foodland. Yeah, that was right. Down, was from, down from the Fed Hotel. Yeah, okay. bang. Don't All know right. what they're called. But Time there. for this. And the root of week this week, because Kempy's clearly at MIA. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's, it's someone dear to our heart. Uh, Bailey Capel. Oh! Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be clapped too hard. It was one run short. Oh, no. 199. Oh, he didn't oh. go any further. Oh. He couldn't get a double ton? He couldn't get a double ton to oh. That's not a root of the week. <laughs> it's double tons that get you a Sturt, shield spot. Sturt got smashed. That's you. the root of the week. No, but he was outstanding, uh, Bailey Capel. And uh, I'll tell you what, there's a bloke who, who bowls for Sturt. I don't know what his name is, mm. but he's literally in the whole highlights package. He bowled pies <laughs> the whole day, and it was like Bailey Capel was playing T-ball. It was just like, oh, there's the ball. Boom, 6-6. Six, six. I'm like, mate, any chance of bowling it? In a different like, direction, or <laughs> pitch it up, or something. Yeah, Did the- they nickname him Balfour's by the end of the day? Oh, <laughs> tough. That was it, it. Was literally like he's facing a bowling machine. That's yep. how bad it was. Well, Bailey is a very good batsman. He's on the Redback squad list. Jeez. So, but I, I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to AC about how, how we got out. Usually, there's a story Ooh. behind uh, getting out. But geez, I no, think- AC went and watched. Yeah, down I, always Price Memorial. Always, yeah, always there. Always there. He would, he would number been, one fan. He would have been yeah. straight to the canteen bar or whatever. <laughs> he would have been straight to find something. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he doesn't mind that. Especially, we were covering a game together at North Adelaide this year because he was doing, I think, stuff for Seven or the Tizer and I was mm-hmm. doing stuff for Port. And now it seemed, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get something there. Yeah, it was yeah. like, no KFC nearby <laughs> for a roll AC. So he was off to grab a couple of pies and... Settle in for the Arvo. Very nice. He bought us some lollies, though, so good on him. Uh, this is a uh, quick word of the week as well, which is kind of a, a, a good story. I saw this on the internet. Someone put on a same race multi for the Melbourne Cup. They put in oh, four yes. legs with a $25 stake, all right? Mm-hmm. They just chucked on 25 bucks. They said, good luck. Race 7, Flemington. Their multi was a $417 chance. Ooh. The, the odds were pretty, pretty big, so they were... Probably unlikely to get this. Incentivize was going to finish top two. Tick. Yep. Got that one right. Right. Very. That was very loud. (laughs) Very elegant. I am deaf. Finish in the top three. She won. Oh, hello. Spanish mission was meant to finish in the top three. Finished third. Oh, hang on. Hello. The fourth leg had to be in the top four. It was floating artist number 22. It finished fourth. No. This one got up $10,000. $10,000 from 25 bucks. Not bad. And his sports bet account has been closed. How <laughs> good is that? That is oh, a good yeah. root of the week. Gee whiz, that's not bad. But that's a great multi. Why can't we do a multi that He would have definitely won more if he put it as a first four, I reckon. Uh, yeah. What was the first four? It wasn't oh, all that wow. much. Yeah, because I actually won the trifecta. I picked, Did you? Uh, I picked the trifecta. Oh, wow. And it was one of the lowest dividend trifectas. Because <laughs> all the favourites got in the history. <laughs> I was so happy I got each wave for bloody incentivise. Damn horse. <laughs> well, and a uh, big shout out to incentivise. It's probably, not going too well. It probably won't race again. So. Yes, Ooh. it's not going too well at the mm. moment. All right, time for Parcel Fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It is. 
The rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Very newsworthy number one this week. Mm-hmm. Is a, um, on top of the top of all the headlines is uh, this person, and uh, I'm just going to put it out there: uh, Denny Van Hagen, oh. pass or farce? Um, what are we passing or farcing in particular? Because I feel like this is a very it's it's a personal decision where you want to stand on this side. I mm-hmm. think it's a farce because. Um, I'm double vaxxed. I'm happy to tell people that. And I think we should be doing everything we can to vaccinate ourselves as a community. And for her as a frontline worker, I'm, 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 I think I'm concerned enough to worry that maybe to protest, um, you know, it's, it's very different. I mean, it's against the grain in our mm. community at the moment. And as a footballer, it was also very bold of her to go out and do so. I mean, she's also got a profession as a as a nurse, so she's allowed to do what she likes in that space. But, I mean, she's already high profile enough as it is, so there's going to be an extra voice, and she mm. clearly wanted to be that. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just against it. I'm, I'm all for vaccination, so it's it, this is a bit of a political one, this one. Yeah, I'm just going to go fast because... I'm going to get my second vax next Tuesday. So I may be a zombie, but I'm crawling in to listen to the, Fletch, the second Fletch tapes. <laughs> be the third Fletch tapes. The oh, third Fletch ones. tapes, the second, but. Oh, yes. But uh, the. Uh, now, fast. Like, come on. I'm double faxed. Seriously. Mm. Like, I just don't get it. Like. Will she get vaccinated before November 19? Uh, Do you w- think? Wouldn't have thought so. You, you can't. You can't be that strong. Not, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. You're attending you a protest. Can't that, you can't be that strong or something. And then just flip. You can't. You can't do an Andrew days. Wiggins, can you? You cannot do an Andrew Wiggins, Golden State Warriors. Oh, I'm not having the vaccine. No, well, if yeah, you don't well, get the vaccine, don't get paid. Oh, oh well, well, we'll put it in. <laughs> so you got three weeks. We got three weeks to find out whether it'll happen or not. I think it's a difference between multi-million dollars and mm. well, maybe yeah. that much. But geez, the career, both careers, not just one. Yeah, that's right. Both of them. It's oh, not more. like there's a fallback option. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I applaud her stance if if that's what she believes. Who believes in that? But geez, bit of a risk. Mm. I thought, but anyway, lots to lose. Anyway, uh, next one. Uh, We'll go. I saw this during uh, um, the week on the social media. How about? so the the old Dom Sheed goal in the 2018 oh, yes. grand final against the one of the uh, best moments in grand final history. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's up there. It's up well, there. It's one of the greatest kicks yeah. in a grand final ever. It was a free kick, actually. It doesn't change yeah. that it wasn't a great kick, Dale. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wish, wish Andrew Moore did it four years earlier, but <laughs> that's right. But uh, Dom Sheed's goal against Collingwood is is now a QR code. Oh. Because Nathan Vardy has <laughs> oh, here we go. put a QR tattooed oh. Oh. a QR code on his foot that when you scan it <laughs> on your phone, it pops up as the Dom Sheed goal <laughs> against Collingwood. Oh. So Nathan Vardy's tattoo pass or farce? This has to be in Dale. This, is, <laughs> this, this has to be in. This is <laughs> it's far away one of the yeah. passes of the year. Yes. This is incredible. 
brilliant. Oh, you, I think you'll find, actually, the video that QR codes isn't the Dom Sheed goal in particular. It's actually the whole passage of play from half-back when McGovern takes a mark and then passes it to Vardy, Vardy and then gets oh. it to Liam Ryan, then to Dom Sheed, then he kicks the goal. It's the whole thing. He's, he's QR code the... Like, that is so clever. The problem for him Big now. Pass. Problem for him now is people are going to go. Hey, can I scan your leg? <laughs> That's right. You got to take your shoe off every time I want to mm-hmm. watch the video. Yeah. At least put it on your bicep, so that you know if you're at a nightclub, sure. or, well, not a nightclub, if you're anywhere, like a dinner party or something, someone goes, "Hey, I want to, you know, watch the video." Where's your tattoo? Then he just rolls up the sleeve, and there it is. You got to take your shoe off every time. I'd love it's to not see quite some- a party trick anymore. I'd love to see someone get one for Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Just Rick, Rick Wall QR code. That's something you'd do. That yeah, is something I was going to say it is something you'd do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up my alley. <laughs> oh, nah, uh, yeah, Australian. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, Australian. Jeez, but begs the question. Begs the question now. Mm-hmm. If the uh, governments have have seen this. Uh, we're all going to have to get uh, QR codes. Tattooed. Oh, no, don't say that. No. Okay, oh, oh, no. Get, your, get, get the tinfoil off. If it works. No, 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 no. Prove that it works. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You're stop. putting it out of the universe. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... And every idea I have on this show... Stop talking. Gets copied. Stop talking. Yeah, I'm with Tuggers here. Stop, stop talking. It. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I'm buying shares in tattoo shops. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, next one. Uh, Sam Tug will like this. Uh, will there, there's a cricket pitch in uh, New Zealand. Um, New Zealand. There's, New a, few, Zealand. there's the, a few cricket there's pitches a few, in New Zealand. There's a few, but uh, during the week, probably could have been root of a week. This one, but there was a there's a cricket pitch uh, in New Zealand, and the team started to play. I, don't, I really don't know what grade it was, but. Once you hear me out, it's probably not the top grade. Um, <laughs> so they've started playing, and uh, there's the, all the players are scratching their heads, and they're like, "What? What's going? Something's so, a bit weird. So, something's weird." Hmm. So they've gone out and they've measured the pitch, and the cricket pitch is two point eight meters <laughs> too long. Oh no! Hey, how, how do you stuff that up? Too well, long. Clearly, the greenkeeper at this uh, Kiwi cricket club. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't have a like a ruler that actually rules a cricket pitch <laughs> properly? Pass or fast? Wow, uh, huge fast! What the hell? How does that happen? <laughs> How do you have a? Because generally, like you have a cricket square, and there's a little bit of length at the end of each of the um, the pop increases, so you can have a bit of a run up space. So if you're going too far back with your your marker when you're going to mark out the lines. Surely you'd, you'd be working out when you're getting pretty close to the edge of the square. Mm. When it's not like you're just painting the fifty out for the you know the footy ground, and you've just accidentally taken a few too many extra steps to mark out the fifty. Like there's actually a genuine cricket square. You mm. know when you're getting pretty close to the end of it. That's, a, that's terrible. That's a farce. <laughs> What's he doing? I heard the batsmen had to have um, mics installed so they could actually communicate to each other when to run because they couldn't hear each other from <laughs> that far away. Maybe two soup cans and a bit of drink. Yes. That's hey. <laughs> What a, what a joke. How does that happen? Fast. That's, that, that's village. That's that is, fast. That is village. That's fast. I, that, I love that phrase. That's village. It is so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> village. <laughs> you have been shattered as a bowler, Tuggers. We'd, we'd, be t- we'd be bouncing <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, it's only two metres. How, how did you go on the weekend, Tuggers? Uh, I batted uh, and made one not out of three balls. Really good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah contributed nice. at number 11. 
<laughs> so you got smacked around last week and you're batting at number 11. What can I do when I'm standing at the ring and I face three balls for the game and my my other partner gets out? They've ri- Snicked up. Ri- but I can't do much about that. Yeah. I'll just blame him anyway. That's what you do. <laughs> re- re- Tucker's ran out of partners. That's but, right. Um, <laughs> Dale but turned up again. I did, I did. actually. Yep, yep. And uh, your middle order cost you the game. But anyway. <laughs> um, correct. <laughs> the, this greenkeeper. Turn it up, mate. That's a farce. Yeah, it's it is fast. And it, it, it reminds get me... It remind, get better. <laughs> Do better. Um, it reminds me when um, uh, women's basketball went back from size 7 to size 6 oh, balls. Yeah. Different balls. Yeah. The first um, game, um, WNBL game, mm-hmm. uh, at half time, um, the coach... Well, I think it was one of the... Both the coaches got together and there was a talk. And I'm like, what's going on here? And they've gone to the referees and there's a big talk. Like, what's going on here? They've played the first half of the first professional women's game after the ball was being yeah, introduced yeah. with the wrong ball. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course they <laughs> Jeez. Something's not right here. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've been playing... Ding dong. Well done. All right. Uh, Next one. uh, Something. Oh, I had something dear to Tuggers' heart. So this is dear to Hutto's heart. Hasbullah. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. At the UFC. Yes. Pass or fuck. I actually saw this this week. The man. (laughs) I actually saw this. He is the man. Massive pass. Should be straight in. So is this the video where. because I don't see anything of his, but I actually saw this in my feed. This is the one where, like, outside, uh, it must have been, he was in this little suit, and there was this other little small kid that came up, and then he wanted to try and kick him? No? No, totally no, different. he's in, in the ring. Oh, uh, right. With Khabib. Yeah. I'm not going to say his last name. K- Khabib. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I'd love to see Hasbulla in the UFC. That'd be, oh. that'd be great. Yeah. Oh. Sensational. Be All right. Absolutely sensational. Hasbulla is elite and should be... Pass of the year, hopefully. Just <laughs> has Buller in be. has Buller in general should be. Yeah, well, it was a lot better than Nathan Vardy, so it has to go straight. He will in. not. <laughs> <laughs> what a disgrace. Dead set. I send Dale Hasbulla videos on the weekly basis. <laughs> Maybe how does make it pass? How do you get a QR code tattooed him of Hasbulla? Has yeah, he probably should just put it on his yeah. I am tempted to actually order a Hasbulla shirt. So <laughs> oh, gee, I'm just trying to get past the point where I have to explain it to the missus. That's that's the problem because I've got my Lockie Jones bootleg oh, and I've got um, oh. my Sam Pang one. If I rock up with a Hasbulla one, she's gonna be like, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm in her camp. <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. I've, I've teased it at the start and I've waited right to the end. Javo. Oh, God. Javo. Oh, this prick. <laughs> As an all black, oh. pass or fast. So we've had pass of the year tonight in um, Nathan Vardy. We have also got fast of the year right now with Javo. <laughs> Frickin' Javo has done it a fourth time. Frickin' Javo. Frickin'. What a frickin' idiot. <laughs> frickin'. Frickin'. What a frickin' idiot. Well, I'm not going to swear for the second time on this show. <laughs> Sorry. Now, this is this is this guy's an absolute nutcase. Like, was this in England? Was this one in England? Where Did the All Blacks fly to England? Or did he go to the UK? So it was in the UK. Yeah, so he's already there. Right. He's in Javo areas. Yeah, so Javo's gone to a game. Mm. And he's jumped the fence during the national anthem, and he's got a full All Blacks kit on. Mm. What a knob! Yeah, yeah knobs are, knobs it, are good. <laughs> in the middle of the anthem. Piss off! I think no, I'm, Jarvo's a wanker. We know this, yes. but <laughs> that could be a chant. The, the security guards, like <laughs> yes, 
How's this dickhead standing there in the middle of the national anthem with Javo 69? None of the other players have their name above the number. That's right. They don't. How's he getting there? The other 15 blokes are fit rugby union players. And then there's Javo. How the hell did he get there? Yeah, that is a good point. Like, Just getting on the field in general. Like, how's they, he, they should have let him play. How's he doing? They should have <laughs> let him play because he would have been <laughs> annihilated. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. He would have been packaged up and sent out in the matchbox. That's the perfect. That's actually the perfect setup. Next time he wants to invade, they go, righto. You want to invade a cricket pitch? Here, face a bowl. Yeah. Fa- face Jasper Boomer, mate. Yeah, good. Here. Face a bouncer. Good yeah. luck to you. Yeah. See Java. That'd be good. Yeah. No, just put Java in dangerous situations now. <laughs> I'll say let's do that. Let's see, he comes over for the ashes or something like that. Salada, mate. Just build him, build him with a bat. I don't care. Jeez. <laughs> oh, He's a peanut. I'm sick of seeing this bloke. However, did you see the Photoshop of him walking a horse at the Melbourne Cup? <laughs> oh, no. It was very funny. <laughs> oh, no. Fuss. Number one. And number two, the word Javo is banned. Oh. Banned. Okay, good. From this podcast. Ever again. But we've got to give him fast of the year at the end of the year. No. 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 I'm not giving him the recognition. He, we do not speak his name. No. Oh. Voldemort. Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. So, maybe the six foot two idiot impersonator. We'll come up with something better than that. Just dickhead. about Javo backwards? What's that? Of Raj. That sounds worse. Of Raj. Let's not use that either. Maybe maybe Dana White could have Hezbollah versus Java. Oh, dear God. You just said Java after you banned Java. No, I said after tonight. Oh, okay. I'd watch that because Hezbollah would kick the living shit. And it'd be the best thing I've ever seen. The internet would break. Oh, my goodness. All right, well... That brings us to the end of another big show. Thank you for tuning in for episode 119. Thank you for the project for the shirt to dedicate to tonight's big show. And yeah. um, I think we might give it to Jack. No, don't. You're going to see what happens to it. <laughs> There's more chance of us seeing Shakira shake her belly button. I was about to say, keep your belly button shaking, everyone, and have a great night. <laughs> more Dale tapes next week. More of the marathon next week. Plenty more to come. And uh, have a fantastic weekend coming up.